1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Hey guys, we're just gonna go straight into this episode because I had today's podcast ready to go. Then we got breaking news. Tuesday afternoon slash evening that Justin Powell, of course, freshman shooting guard for Auburn. He has entered the transfer portal. He told 247 Sports. And obviously, if you're listening to the show, you probably know that. So um, at the time of me recording this Tuesday evening, there's been no official decision or not decision, uh, reason for his decision. Um, Based on who I've talked to, And this isn't my story to tell. So I'm going to be very vague with this on purpose. It sounds like it was personal reasons. I don't think it had anything to do with basketball. Once again, I could be wrong, but based on the people I've talked to, that is what I've heard. So we'll leave it at that. I'm not going to go into super detail there. There's been some rumors going out that it was something else having to do with social disputes, and that's not what I heard. I don't think that's true, Um, but once again, it could be it's it's it's. Not my story to tell. So, moving forward, what does this mean for the Auburn Tigers basketball team going into 2021? Well, I didn't project him as a starter. A lot of people did going into 2021. I don't think he was a starter on this team. In fact, I think he was probably the number three shooting guard. Because I think Alan Flanagan's your starter with who you have three through five coming in slash coming back. And I think the number two guy off the bench is Devin Cambridge because he offers more defensively than a guy like Powell did. Then I think Powell came in there, then also maybe could do a little backup point guard if Jamal Johnson didn't want to do that. So I think that's kind of where you're at. There's a lot of people really upset acting like it's like devastating to this, you know, this upcoming season. And I really see a lot of similarities, and I I'm not the first person to say this. But I see a ton of similarities to what happened with Mustafa Heron a few seasons ago. He transferred, and then you know, Auburn thought the program was starting to fall apart. I overreacted to that, too. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. And Auburn's way deeper now than they were back then. But after that, he, he transferred to be closer to family. And you may see that with Powell. I would not be shocked if he popped up somewhere closer to home. Um, we'll see. Once again, that's just based on what I've been told. But uh, I think at the two, you're fine. And then I think at the three, you're fine because Flanagan can play at the three if you need him to. There's been talk about JT Thor possibly being a three or he could be a four. And if JT Thor is at the four, then you've got Jabari Smith at the three. You've also got Trey Alexander. who's going to be a big shooting guard. Is he rotating in at two or the three? And then... You know, Jalen Williams, if you want to go big, good lineup, but the three, then, like, where does Chris Moore fit into all this? And then also from a scholarship standpoint, you've got, um, you've got more spots available now, assuming Sharif goes. So you have the Sharif scholarship available, the Turbo scholarship available, and now the Powell scholarship available. So you're able to go get transfer guards if you need them because Auburn still doesn't have that cold, stone-cold, you know, shooter from deep because the guys that we've mentioned at the two were so streaky like guys like Cambridge and Jamal and, and folks like that so we'll see who they go get they've got a heck of a heck of a sales pitch to get a backup point guard or a starting point guard we'll have to see and uh, also a 3 and D type player this team's gonna be fine this team was not based around Justin Powell um, would Justin Powell have made this team better sure Would I rather have Justin Powell than whoever Bruce Pearl is going to use that scholarship on? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Long term, probably. But for next year's impact, honestly, probably not. But once again, we'll have to wait and see. So I know I saw a lot of knee-jerk reactions yesterday. I just want to say, calm down. I think it's fine. I don't think next year's team was built around Justin Powell. And also, you have to think that Bruce Pearl saw this coming as far as how he's building out his roster So, once again, I think we need to trust Bruce Pearl. I think this was a rocky season. It was probably very emotional for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, there may be other guys that transfer. Like Javon Franklin, if he wants playing time, what does Chris Moore do? So, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see with these fringe playing time guys because Auburn's going to get deeper next year. They're going to be much deeper next year than they were this year. That's just part of it. Did that factor into Powell's decision? I personally don't think so, but it could have. It couldn't have hurt. So, um, good luck to Justin Powell, wherever he goes. I wish we would have seen him and Cooper on the the court at the same time. That's a bummer. Even if Cooper comes back, we will not see that. So, that's a shame, but I think Auburn fans are going to be pulling for him. Hopefully, he's fully recovered from his concussion. You you know, that stuff is scary. You hope you have no lasting impacts there, but... Um, yeah, best of luck uh, to, uh, to Justin Powell and everything you uh, you got in front of you because you've got a bright future, kiddo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, so now we're just going to play the rest of the podcast in its entirety. I don't talk about this anymore because I had already pre-recorded this. So, Anthony Schwartz, coming up. Take us in, Brad. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm and I am freaking ready to rock and roll.
2: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes,
0: welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. The majority of the show today, we're going to be joined by former Auburn wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. We all know him as... Flash, but first, uh, Brian Harson hopped on the Talking Tigers podcast with Voice of the Auburn Tigers' Andy Burcham earlier this week. Several write-ups about that. I'm looking at Nathan King's on AuburnUndercover.com, which if you do not subscribe there, I think you definitely should. Auburn Undercover, they do a great job covering pretty much everything happening in the world of Auburn sports, but... Uh, Nathan pulled coach Harson's quote talking about spring practice. That's something we've kind of been wondering. It doesn't seem like it should be too different than what Malzahn does seems pretty standard, but here's a quote. I think the 15 practices in spring are the most valuable practices you get in an entire year. It sets the stage for your whole entire summer because in the summertime, that's where the greatest development comes from a for a particular player, their strength, their speed, their football IQ. All the things they're preparing to execute during a season happens in the summer. You fine-tune that in fall camp, but where does it all come from? It comes from the spring. Obviously, there was no spring last year uh, due to COVID. He talks about how he dealt with that at Boise as well. Is talking about it's hard not to practice because it's so important and everybody's so competitive. Auburn's going to hit the field on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and Saturdays. Harsin talked about liking to take a day in between on Tuesdays and Thursdays to watch the film and be able to process what happened in between days. And then he likes the Friday-Saturday back-to-back to to give kind of an in-season feel for it, the grind. That's how he described that. So, there you go. There you go, and Auburn is they are going to scrimmage the first two weeks, then take a week off at the time of the semester that would normally mark spring break. The university is an observing spring break this year with wellness days taking its place, but Harson said he still thinks the players need that downtime before closing out strong and working toward the spring game, and we know that the spring game will be on April 17th, and at the time of me recording this on Tuesday morning, there has been uh, no announcement in regards to what Auburn's going to do from an attendance standpoint, but I was talking about this with Lindsey Crosby on Auburn Opelika this morning, and the spring is an important time. I mean, this is when you build a team, you put installs and, you know, you get certain personnel groupings and you develop plays and all of that in the fall. But as far as building your roster and building your team and getting ready, it happens in the spring because once the, once the season rolls around, you're just kind of out of time. We talked about it a little bit with Charlie Trotman yesterday, um, as well. So, uh, I think this is exciting. It's here, and I can't wait to hear what these players that played for Gus, what they say about playing for Brian Harson now. Because it's going to be, I think, in some aspects, like spring probably isn't going to be too much different, but I think a lot of the little things will be different. And these guys are learning a whole new system on offense and defense. We talked about the offense changing last year and how big of a, a bummer it was that there was no spring because they had Shad Morris coming in. Remember how excited we were about that? Well, now they've got new offense with Mike Bobo and a new defense with um, with Derek Mason. So it's going to be fun to see this team really, really adjust, really, really get better, and they're going to have to drink through a fire hose because there's going to be so much information um, that they're going to have to talk about and learn. So that's going to be fun, and I think that's what they're going to use those times in between. I guess it was ter- uh, Thursday, <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday practices and uh, they're, they're going to kind of use that to, to evaluate things and to grow mentally. So I'm excited. I think there's a great, uh, a great baseline set. And I think the sky's the limit for this team as far as getting things going year one under the Harson uh, coaching staff. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. In just a moment, we're going to be joined by Anthony Schwartz right here on Locked On Auburn. It's tournament season. Take care of your baskets and balls with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with Manscaped Performance Package to keep all of your hair and holes tamed. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code LOCKEDONNCAA for your exclusive offer. The Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and the number one overall seed this season. Every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDONNCAA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code LOCKEDONNCAA. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to figure out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup is... German chocolate versus salted caramel, and mocha love versus white chocolate birthday cake. I believe I've had all four of these. No, I haven't had white chocolate birthday cake. Sounds delicious, but I'm pulling for salted caramel here over German chocolate, and mocha love is delicious. So those are my predictions, but you need to get in on the action as well. Go to builtbar.com. Or uh, head to their uh, Built Bar page on Twitter, at Built underscore Bar. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20, LOCKEDON20, to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. We're now joined by former Auburn wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. Man, how's it uh, how's it going getting ready for uh, for the draft?
2: Uh, it's been good. Um just been putting in all in all this hard work and just been going out of the past two and a half months.
0: Sure, where are you training right now? I'm training at a Yo Murphy Performance in Tampa. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So right now, are they just kind of doing a lot of uh, pro day and combine drills with you? Kind of working on getting those numbers better. Yes, sir. Everybody's uh, everybody's wondering what is uh, what is your 40 time goal? Because I mean that's uh, that's kind of become a. A big story. I mean, nationwide for everybody that covers the draft, you're like, man, what's this uh, This Schwartz guy from Auburn? What is he going to run in the 40?
2: Well, my goal time is to run under a four two five and that's what I've well, been mainly working on, and I think I can get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we're definitely pulling for you here in Auburn. That's awesome, man. So, what what's it like talking to some of these NFL teams? I mean, how much communication has there been? I know with the current state of things, um, communication's a little different than it may normally be, but... What does that look like?
2: Yeah, so mainly it's been a lot of phone calls, especially the past um, couple of weeks. It's kind of been more crazy with phone calls. There'll be some days where I have, like, three or four different calls. But it's mainly just, like, phone calls, a lot of interview questions. And then now it's starting to transition into the more of the Zoom interviews to so where, because I don't think we're allowed to do interviews at the Pro Day. Sure. So that a lot of the Zoom stuff is going to be, like, going over, like, football plays and, like, just talking more balls with the actual um, position coaches and just um, talking more ball like that way.
0: Which uh, which interview do you think you've enjoyed the most? Is there a specific team that's kind of stood out to you?
2: Uh, I would say um, uh, the Saints. I probably had the best interview so far. I've only done two,
0: okay. but
2: the two like of those type of interviews, but the Saints were probably felt like the best interview I've done so far.
0: So, and that one—that one talked a lot of football—is like X's and O's stuff. Yeah, it's
2: more like X's and O's, like kind of going over, like their and like a probably go over and install a couple of their formations and plays, and then they'll go over some of my film and just have me explain what we, do, what we did and like what we tried to do in certain um, situations.
0: So, a big talking point from a lot of NFL people and former GMs will go on shows and, and say similar things, but they'll kind of critique. Um, the Auburn passing game over the last few years is that something that you're running into at all?
2: Yeah, that's some stuff I run into. Mainly just um, just like saying that, like I just like I just be honest with them. Like I'll say like we ran a lot of like routes and different concepts in practice, but in the games they didn't really get to show it that we wanted to, and that's mainly the thing that they kind of like know now because I know yeah. beforehand. Like a couple of years ago, it wasn't like that. And then I always like I tell Darius all the time, Darius Slayton, like. You helped, you helped us, and so now like now they don't um uh, try and at least punish us too much on that part of it because it's something that we can't really control. That
0: yeah, I was about to say Darius kind of broke through all of that, so that's uh that, that's funny that you bring that up. So um uh, all right, so you said you talked to the Saints as far as you know X's and O's. What was the other team that you uh you got a chance to talk to?
2: The other team that I got a chance to talk to was the Browns.
0: Cool, cool. And you just uh, you kind of um did the same thing as far as just. Putting uh, putting film up there and, and you kind of breaking stuff down, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So tell us about tell us about your time at Auburn. You know uh, what made you choose Auburn when you were a recruit? Um, obviously, uh, a lot of teams wanted you. A lot of teams were very excited about your speed and what you could bring to an offense. Uh, what was it about Auburn?
2: Really, it was it was kind of the family aspect of Auburn. I felt like as uh, the city just being a college town as a huge family. Like, everyone's behind you, everyone's backing you. And that's somewhere that I felt like I can grow as a person and as a player. And I have a great support system behind me. So that kind of what really, like, sold me into it and sold me. And I felt like I had to go there.
0: Sure. And so early in your career with the Tigers, uh, they kind of used your speed as a deep threat. Then over the course of your career, they they moved you around more. I mean, last year, uh, I mean, you were probably the best inside receiver on the team, that's got to be attractive when you're talking about, you know, when you're putting on film, whether it's with the Saints or the Browns or some other team in the future. That's got uh, to be impressive to some of them, right?
2: Yeah, like they love, like, pretty much everything i talked to said they love the way that I can play both in the slot and on the outside. I think most of them say that I'll probably be more used as a slot guy, Okay, but they said that since I'm able to do both, like, they'll have no problems, like, putting me outside, putting me inside, that I can do pretty much everything.
0: Did you expect them to see you more as a slot guy?
2: Yeah, I kind of expected it, especially with me being a speed guy. It's kind of, you get a better mismatch in the slot because you're usually going against their third best cover guy or a a safety. Right. And, uh, well, for me, I'm going to say 10
0: times out of 10, I'm going to be faster than that guy. (laughs) Sure. So uh, it's always going to be a mismatch. Sure. So so many people like to compare you to... I guess Tyreek Kill's the guy right now in the league, or like Deshaun Jackson, or you know maybe a maybe like a T.Y. Hilton, one of these guys that um, primarily got drafted at the time for speed, and then their game kind of evolved over time. Is that something that you're going to kind of see? Is that what you expect your career path to look like at the next level, or do you say, "Hey, no, I'm not like that. I'm Anthony Schwartz. I'm Flash. I'm somebody else."
2: Well, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've, mod- I've tried to model my game after Tyreek Hill, okay, after um, Deshaun Jackson, those type of guys. But I wanna when I get in NFL I want to become like that guy like I don't want to just be labeled as a guy just gonna have a gadget guy and if I want to be a guy that's gonna be in every play be able to run every route and be trusted to run everything so that's what I want to be sure. I I think I'm expect I'm expecting to kind of be that that more gadget guy that's gonna grow more but I think with I know what I can do and I feel like with my abilities I can be that guy that's a, gonna be out in the field more than just. For one or two plays, just for gimmicky plays, really. Sure.
0: We'll continue our conversation with Anthony Schwartz in just a moment. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over, but basketball's not, and baseball's right around the corner. Get in on the action with BetOnline.ag. Even non-sports-related things they cover awards, TV shows, reality TV, BetOnline has you covered for everything. Head to their super easy to use website or uh, their mobile website using your phone and sign up today use promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA and now through June 30.
0: were the best receiving core or at least the most talented receiving core that, that that I've seen at Auburn in my time covering it with you, Seth and Eli. Uh I mean, who what was it like being a part of that room? I mean, there was a ton of talent there.
2: It was just cool being a part of it. Like everyone everyone was talented. Like we all like joked around and everything, but like we all knew when it was time to work, it's time to work. And then the good thing is like we were all like no one really had an ego about them. Sure. So, like, they would, like, we would all take coach and take criticism and be able to grow from it. Like, there will be times where I have to tell them something or there will be times where they will tell me something. And i take it in, i try to improve myself, and they would try to improve themselves, too. And it's kind of was great to be with.
0: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite moment or a favorite memory uh, from your time at Auburn? Anything that stands out to you?
2: My favorite memory will, would be, even though I, did, I wasn't able to, finished the game was still beating Alabama last year sure because it's just it's the iron bowl the greatest rivalry in college the first my first ever iron bowl I went to Auburn won and so I was glad to be a part of a team another Auburn winning iron bowl team
0: which, which what was your uh, what was your first iron bowl
2: my first one was the 2017 one that, that f- I actually went to
0: that was a fun game that was a good one yeah. absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it seemed like uh you were gonna be pretty involved in that twenty nineteen Iron Bowl game plan. Didn't they get to you like on the first or second play?
2: Yeah, they got to me on the first play, and really that was supposed to be a game where I would get I was supposed to get like eight or nine looks, eight or nine different plays to get the ball to me, but yeah. kind of fell apart after that first play, but I was still able to root my team on and they finished it
0: out. Sure. Absolutely. So give us a, give us a little peek behind the curtain for Auburn fans listing. Is there um are there some young receivers in the receiver room going into 2021 that folks should keep an eye on. A lot of excitement about um, Capers, a lot of excitement about Kobe, and uh, Canyon had a huge bowl game. Who should we uh, kind of keep an eye out for going into next year?
2: See, honestly, you should keep an eye out for all of them because I feel like Co- Kobe Kobe's probably going to be the, the top guy this coming year. I feel like he's the most um, refined out of all of them. And that's a guy that he's going to he, – he, like, does wonders with the ball. He does wonders with his routes. Like, he always – he had a whole bunch of great catches in practice, always did good. So I think he's going to be the top guy this next year. Okay. And then uh, Elijah Canyon, he's going to be, like – his releases and routes, they're probably the best on the team. And he has just had to work on certain stuff. But as we saw in the bowl game, like, when he gets the ball, he can do things with it. And then Capers, he's definitely going to be a beast, too. He got, especially with all the experience he got this past year, pretty yeah. much starting half the season, he's going to be good to do. And then um, uh, Javaris Johnson and Malcolm Johnson, they're both, in the, they're both speed, quick guys that are um, soft hands. They know they can do stuff with the ball in their hands, and they're going to be pretty good to watch, too. Pretty dynamic.
0: Are any of them uh, as fast as you are? No, nah, none of them are <laughs> as fast as me, but not Malcolm is pretty fast. Okay, gotcha gotcha uh did you and shivers ever go back and forth talking smack about who was faster i know uh, i know he was always just like right behind you when uh, in in florida high school track
2: yeah we still do to this day like i'll still be like worm. you like i'll just call him slow <laughs> and and then he like i'd be saying like I'll, I'll send him of me running. he would be like, damn, you look almost as fast as me. i
0: would be like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we
2: always go back and forth, like, uh, joking about it. That's awesome. And it's just good to have.
0: Sure. No, that's great. That's great. What about, what about a guy like Shedrick Jackson? Um, I, I was talking to Eli a few weeks ago when he was doing one of the, I think he was over at the College Gridiron Showcase working out for some NFL teams, and I asked about the receiver room. He brought up Shedrick Jackson. Um, talked about him kind of being a guy on the field, willing to do whatever it takes, and then off the field being a being a leader. What can we expect from a guy like Shedrick Jackson?
2: Well, Shed, I feel you see, you see a guy that he'll do everything for you. Like Everything's mm-hmm. asked of him. Like he did the majority of the dirty work this year, and so I think this year with he's going to get a lot more to show like what he can do as a actual receiver because he always used to make jokes like. He's like a six, a six lineman. Yeah, he like, called it, we called him tight end a lot. Uh huh. But that's a guy that he works hard. He's definitely gotten a lot. He's definitely gotten a lot better from uh, our freshman years too, as we all have. But he's just something that he hasn't gotten to show it enough in the games, and I feel like this upcoming year is gonna pretty much explode onto the scene.
0: I hope you're right. Uh, that's a guy that I've been high on since uh, since day one. He seems like a solid dude. Um, yeah. So you have mastered the ability to cryptically tweet things. And it is, um, I was really blown away with your ability. You you could tweet something, and you probably weren't even tweeting about anything relevant to to a lot of people. (laughs) And then, like, a million news stories would come out instantly as soon as you would tweet an emoji of anything. That's got to be a cool feeling, right? Yeah,
2: it's pretty cool. It's something that I kind of... I kind of like doing, I like being a little cryptic guy. I love it. I I, I say I'm pretty good at it, too.
0: Yeah, there's
2: no doubt. So it it helps a little bit. But um, it's just something that I kind of, I like to have fun with it, too. Like, I'm not going to, I don't really do it for the attention, but, like, if it's something that, like, if I know something, i try to, like, kind of tease something or try and do something
0: with it. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. What do you think of this new coaching staff?
2: I think it's a good coaching staff. I know um, Coach Harson; he's a winner. Came from Boise State, had a whole much, I think he's a like the third highest winning winning percentage out of all coaches right now.
0: Yeah, that's right. So
2: he's the winner. That's all he does. All he knows how to do is win. I think he assembled a good set, especially with um uh, bringing in uh Derek Mason as um the DC, mm-hmm. a great coach from Vanderbilt. Which Vanderbilt doesn't have the best talent in the world, but he was able to make them competitive. Right. So that's something that I feel like he can bring to a team, and then especially. He's a great defensive coach, too, and that's something that I feel like can be really good for our team.
0: Do you think Harson and Mike Bobo's offense will be able to use receivers more than what we've seen over the past few years?
2: I think it's going to be kind of different to what, um, we're use, what they're going to be used to. yeah. I know they use a whole bunch of different formations, and I feel it's going to be a little bit more of like play action, probably a little bit more of intermediate route, more of stuff to kind of... Get receivers open and not just having us either run deep or run screens. I feel like it's going to be kind of more variety of routes for them.
0: Sure. Um, how good is Tank Bigsby? I know Auburn fans really fell in love with him last year. You know, and the, obviously that 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 fluky bummer of uh, an injury that kind of got him shook up against Tennessee. But you get to see him working out. You get to see him leading, and it sounds like he is a leader day one as a as a true freshman, which is always impressive. But how good is this guy?
2: Thank you. what his name is. He's a he's a tank. Like so I remember the first day that we had um uh, the first scrimmage we had, he was just running through everyone, like running through tackles, just turning a one yard loss into a fifteen yard gain. I'm like, yeah. man, he's gonna be he's gonna be a beast. <laughs> and really, um, I think um by Ole Miss game, watching him that game, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna be first round. If everything becomes right, he should be a Heisman candidate. I think he could possibly he could possibly win the Heisman as long as he stays healthy and if Auburn wins, Auburn has to win, too, because I know a little bit of that to play into a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like he can be a potential Heisman candidate. I think he's easily a first-round pick as long as running backs are still valued. Sure. And I think he's going be he could be one of Auburn's great. I honestly think he could be there, up there with the Bo Jacksons, the Cadillacs, the Ronnie Browns.
0: Whew, you got people excited after that answer, Flash. Appreciate that, man. All right, last question, and and I'll let you go. I really appreciate your time. Uh, this afternoon, but this is actually from a, a listener reached out. And if you obviously, the you know, I assume your favorite superhero is The Flash. But if you had to go by another superhero nickname that was not The Flash, what do you think it would be?
2: Shoot. <laughs> uh,
0: I had to put you on the spot for it'll something.
2: Probably, it'll, it'll probably be quick
0: Really? Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Flash, thank you so much for your time, man. Really, really appreciate it, and best of luck for everything moving forward.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Great stuff from Anthony Schwartz. Thank you so much for joining us. That was fun. He gave us a lot of stuff to talk about. (laughs) And we'll talk about that, of course, with Charlie Five on tomorrow's show. He is expecting to join us. It's a Charlie Thursday this week. and That'll be fun. Then we can go right into Ferg Friday. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerB. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. You're listening to Locked On Auburn.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost here
0: and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket.